0: Hello, and welcome to Living With Loss. Uh, this specific episode, I'm going to talk about shock. Um, shock comes in different... Um, comes in different waves. Um no just you know, you 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 hear about things happen when you least expect it. Sometimes uh, you're so focused on the now, um, and you're 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 trying. In this case, with my dad, I spent so much time thinking that well, if we just get past this, we just get past this issue, then you know it'll be uh, another step towards him at least having, uh, living of some kind of life using his words. Um, I know my dad was, was very extremely frustrated with, with, uh, his health and, and, um, in feeling, uh, that, or feeling's not the word hopeful that, uh, Magically, there was going to be some kind of uh, solution to come up that would fix his stomach issues. And, you know, as i kind of mentioned before, you know, ultimately my, the biggest obstacle in the end that my dad had was, wasn't a stomach. It was his lungs having COPD. Um, but we had focused for so long on, uh, Worrying about a stomach, or not worrying about a stomach, but trying to find a solution for stomach problems. But, uh, all that kind of comes in the shock that you, you're just so fixated and focused on one thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, up comes on the backside, uh, comes another issue, and and before you know it, you know, they, they just things start to get compounded, and um. Makes it really kind of difficult to just kind of try to fix things, I guess. Um, so the the shock part for me is, you uh, know, when I moved back here in two thousand eleven. Uh, the first, the the first couple years, you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. Dad was coming over almost every day to the house, or I was coming over uh to his house you know um uh, eat lunch together uh come over the house and eating dinner um I never once never wanted him to be in his house at all I wanted him to be able to get out and do stuff and and do the things that he had done for the longest time even prior to me moving back to Kentucky um but you know as as time went on in his condition uh had gotten worse uh you know it became less and less that he was leaving the house and and it just uh you know it bothered me you know I, I tried every way possible that because uh you start secluding yourself regardless you know of everything going on in your own personal life um but once you find yourself secluded, you're know, being secluded and not getting out, and, 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 and in hi, in hibernating, if that's if that's the word you want to use, um, depression kicks in, and then you know it, once you have depression, uh, now, now you have not just physical uh, issues going on, but now the mental side kicks in, and it just sends you down this big huge hole. Um, that you just feel like you're just never going to get out of, um, but the shock thing, you know, when you're when you're seeing your loved one struggle so much, uh, and you just think that you know you you're going to find a solution, it's going to get fixed, and and then all of a sudden when you're 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 at the end of your rope, um, you're you're kind of shocked that you're you know that's it you know when you when you have a loved one and you're now in a position that you can't do anything to help them, um, you know you you're you're in that same mental that that same mental uh, hole that same mental rabbit hole as your loved one is because you just don't know what to do and I got myself into that. Um, just after years of taking my dad to the emergency room and, and, uh, you know, whether it's midnight or, or staying there till three, four o'clock in the morning and then bringing him back home and then having to go to work the next day. And you you just repeat this, the day over and over before, you know, it's a week goes by, it's a month that goes by, six months goes by. And, um, and, and then, you know, like with my dad, um, that last year, you know, uh, y- you, 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 get that phone call like I did this, uh, July of last year that when they put them on hospice in the back of your mind, you're still sitting there thinking, Oh no. Um, you, you know, I ask questions, you know, what, what does hospice mean? And I know typically sometimes I want to hear people tell me and a lot of times I know I'm, more times than on, I know the answers, but sometimes I, I just need to have that reinforced. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I was told, well, there's people that go on hospice and they come off of hospice. And so naturally you're thinking, well, not my dad. My my dad's going to be with me for a while and we're going to fight through this. And, and, um, and I, and I know, you know, uh, that, you know, my dad was 16, you know, 69. When you get to be 60, well, Backtrack. So let's say you're 67, 68, 69. You know, not not everybody, not everybody gets to live as long as they want to. But you know, I I wanted, I needed my dad to uh, be around longer, just for me. I don't know if you can call it being greedy. Um, I spent. Um, my younger years, um, you know, I, I I remember a lot of good times with both of my parents. My parents divorced when I was ten. Uh, you know, I, I spent some years up in Ohio with my mom. Um, I come back three years, my sophomore, junior, senior year in high school with my dad. Um, I left for the military. Uh, I got out of the military in '94. Came back to home, or essentially back to home where my dad's at you know that was seven eight months and then gone again and you know i spent a better much of 17 plus years out in oklahoma kansas you know I, i missed a lot of time with my dad um you know, actually, my both parents. I mean, if you get really want to get tech, technical, and I know I'm kind of focusing uh, on my dad, uh, because you know of my two, of my parents, he's the first that I've lost. But you know, I, I really in 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 reality, you know, I I love my parents, both my parents very much. You can't be in two places at once. It's almost impossible, but. But knowing how my, the position that my dad was in and feeling that just beyond his extended family members, uh, or or you can say immediate, his siblings and stuff, but knowing that he didn't really have anybody, um, he wasn't seeing anybody, he wasn't dating anybody, he's been married a couple times, but I just felt that the place that was needed. I needed to be with my dad to make sure that he was okay. Um, But for me, you know, when you hear hospice, I'm thinking, okay, end, end of lifetime, or close to the end of lifetime. But then, you know, total no, you know, people can come off of hospice. And, and, you know, that, that was like, okay, well, I'm back to going to be focusing on trying to help him get get, uh, get one thing resolved and, and get to where he can. Uh, I wasn't looking for a cure, cure for COPD and his breathing condition. You know, I was looking for the fact that I can get him physically able to where he could get out of the house, not necessarily get in a vehicle and drive, but at least be able to get out and enjoy life for what time that he would have remaining. Get out and do stuff in his yard. Go, go, you know, simple things that we that we all take uh, for granted each day. You know, uh, walking to the mailbox. Um, the little simple things that my dad couldn't do. He spent a lot of time uh, on the couch and not able to move throughout the house. You know, barely getting up, going to the bathroom. Um, maybe occasionally going, going in the kitchen. Um, couldn't really get get to his uh, bedroom to lay in his bed and even watch TV there. My dad was always big about just staying in the living room and never turn the TV off and sitting there and taking naps throughout the day and be watching one show and be asleep the next and but it'd be able to wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning, um, take his breathing treatments, uh, which he had a ton of those to do, but. But the shock part for me is, uh, is having to come to grips that my, my needs and my expectations of my father was going to get cut, uh, extremely cut, uh, and you feel like you're just out of time and it just kind of hits you and you're like, you don't know what to do. That's the shock. Part it's that um, you know you, you 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 fight and you do everything that you can possibly do. You make personal sacrifices. You know I uh, you, get the, you know I got to the point where Dad had to go to Ohio and stay with my sister up there. You know and I was always the type of person that nope, my Dad's gonna be right there by my side. I'm gonna be with him all the time. And uh but you know, he gets to the point that if I have to sacrifice my own personal needs for what's best for him, uh if that's what's gonna take then then that's fine. But, you know, you, you get to the part to where now, you know, the time is coming pretty quick and, and and it just it just sneaks up on you. I mean that's another another episode we can talk about time. Um but for me, it almost time and shot kind of runs hand to hand. It's kind of like you can't have one without the other. But my advice, my advice to everybody who who is currently going through it, or maybe may, maybe possibly will go through it, hopefully not. Um, that, have have a plan in place. Um ha, not even have a plan, but have a backup plan. Um and you know, and they can say, you know, things are easier said than done, but um you know, we all talk about doovers and and you know, now that my dad's been gone for eight months, um I wish I could have had more uh difficult conversations with my dad that I was afraid to have. Um, and I, I and you know, <laughs> you can say do overs, but you know, going right back to it, you you find yourself still not want to have those conversations with your loved one because nobody wants to can be to get to the point, even for myself, nor would I want to put my dad into that position uh, to to give that to give up hope. But um, I just. No, I, I just I just wish that um, that I, I was a little bit more, that I could be a little bit more prepared, um, knowing what's to come, and not getting surprised or getting shocked that uh, that end of time is going to be a lot quicker than than what I anticipated. Um, you know, and, the, and and then the numbness kind of sits in, uh, so you, you go through, you go through stages, uh, you know, they talk about grieving processes and stuff, but well, my, my, my stages of shock are, are different or are, are in different steps. Um, you know, and when I was right there at the very end, myself and my sister, you know, and I was there with my dad as he took his last breaths, you know, when it when when his time came and he passed away, that you know that that was another stage of shock for me because I just felt like uh, you feel like the air's completely went out of your bubble, or, or um, best way to describe it is that when my dad took his last breaths and he had passed. Um, I was totally shocked because I wasn't, I didn't think, I didn't think the day would come or I guess I wasn't prepared for the day to come. Um, and it just felt like I had this big, huge balloon that was blown up. And then all of a sudden the, the, the air just came out of the balloon. Um, not you know, you just sit there and, 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 can't take anything in at the moment because everything is so blurry. Um, right now, I couldn't even really tell you a whole lot about um, that that evening when he passed away. Um, you, then you go you you go into uh, uh, a corner. I guess you just roll up in a ball. I guess. And um you're just shocked that that you that you've just witnessed uh, those last moments with your loved one and, and in and in some ways that you' you're you're afraid because uh, you don't want to see that happen. Nobody does. Nobody wants to see anybody pass away in front of me, whether they're related or whether they're a loved one or not. I'm not that type of person. Um I'm afraid of funeral homes. I'm uh I'm not comfortable even being in a hospital. But um I guess in the back of my mind my, my mind was that uh you know, I, I I figured, you know, if if something were to happen to my dad that it would be in his sleep, he wouldn't have experienced any pain. I didn't want to see him uh, go through and die from a uh, from a heart attack or or stroke, Um, um, whatever you want to come up with. I wanted it. I wanted my dad to be able to go peacefully, and I guess in his own terms. But I don't think we get any of that. I don't think when our time comes, I don't get. I don't think we get to go on our own terms. Um, But. You know, I'm I'm grateful that my sister was there by my side. Um, it was all about my dad, anyway. Um, um, I just didn't want him being afraid or scared or, or um, you know, uh, those final moments. They're 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 hard to deal with. Even for me right now, it's kind of hard. Because I, some of that is just kind of pushed way down deep inside. Um, I think about some things uh, still now about that evening. Try to recall some of the stuff. Um, I can go from one extreme to another in two seconds. I can be just kind of focused on what's going on right now. And it don't take me nothing to take me back to that moment. Um, my dad struggled that his that last twelve hours, um, and it was his breathing. Um, so it it was very hard on my dad. Um, hospice nurse came in, had to give had to give him um, some shots and sedation and stuff to to make it a little bit more comfortable for him. But I knew his breathing was difficult. Uh, his breathing, um, and I get. I get reminders often Uh, just recently uh, I was at at my mother's house up in Ohio uh, visiting and, you know, in the morning, you know, making coffee and it's that percolating sound instantly. And that second I'm I'm back to that evening with my dad uh, while he's struggling to breathe because as he was struggling to breathe, his lungs was filling up with fluid. And that's the sound that I was hearing was that percolator from my coffee machine. So, you know, I've heard that several times. I've heard that sound several times over the last eight months. And when I hear that, I instantly think, and it takes me back to that moment. Um, so, again, my advice for shock, for people who go through these stages, is to be, to be prepare yourself be be ready for what's to come because you know it, it could be it could be 5 minutes it could be it could be 12 hours um it could be 3 years you don't know but you have to start thinking about what to do when that time does come and have a plan in place anyway uh that's all I want to talk about shock um, I've got other thing, uh, other uh, um, episodes coming up that I want to discuss, but I'm trying to keep the segments down to about like 20 to 25 minutes at the top, you know, tops anyway. But feel free to uh, give me some input, give me some feedback, and maybe you've gone through this some time ago, three years, five years. Ago, maybe you're currently going through it. Um, I don't I don't have answers I can tell you that I struggle. I struggle every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about my dad. Um, um and for that matter, you know, I start thinking about my dad, then I, I start thinking about my other loved my loved ones that I've lost too. You know, I have two cousins. One cousin I was fairly uh close with, but um it's 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 a struggle that we all go through when we lose a loved one and and I think the more you kind of talk about it uh, the easier things kind of get um, but for me it's hard to talk because I don't really have a whole lot of people that I actually talk to. And you know that that's an episode that I'm already kind of planning out already, and it's called relationships. We're going to talk about time in another episode. Um, you know, I think think there'll be another episode I'm going to talk about is uh, uh, game plan. What game plan are you going to have when when your loved one is gone and you're left there? kind of holding things together, putting pieces together, doing the things that you would, that you're doing that you would want your loved one, uh, would want you to do, I guess, um, all that stuff I'm going through. So I'm, I'm going to have several topics. Some may hit it home for others. Some people go, you know what? I can identify with that because I've been through it. And, and, um, um, and, and maybe even provide, uh, some, some encouragement for me because, you know, I, 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 there, there's days that I go by that I, that, that I need someone to just keep me focused and, and keep me pushing forward. So appreciate, uh, for those who are listening and, uh, again, please provide some feedback and. And until then, we'll wait for the next podcast. Thank you very much. Have a nice day.